So it has been a bit, but uh, we're back for episode four of our Starfinder one shot. It's definitely a one shot. I apologize. <laughs> he to did air quotes involved. of one shot. It's a <laughs> nobody one saw shot. it because it's, it's like a movie. four or five shot. That's all. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The never ending one shot. Never it's ending one, one it's, shot. It's one shot, but you just have advantage on every single shot. And you just, really yeah. need it. just jokes on all of you. Uh, I have actually just rolled this into a normal campaign now without you even noticing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in it for the long haul, guys. <laughs> it's okay. It's only know. six books long. I promise it won't take that long. <laughs> okay. Um, no, see, it's not, like a one, it's a one shot, like a Mobius strip. It just goes around forever. Exactly. Hey. Great, great reference. Oh or yeah. Coin bottle. Non-Euclidean shapes. Right? <laughs> yes. no? yeah. Non-Euclidean numbers. Numbers. Yeah, but is Mobius strip indicative of that? Because it doesn't. Never mind. I don't know. Uh, I'm a biologist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a biologist, man. <laughs> Look out, a bat. Uh, nailed it. Space bat. <laughs> space, space bat. Watch out in space. It breathes space air. <laughs> Again, stop putting things in space. Biologist. <laughs> if I were to become a physics major, I would just focus on solving perpetual motion and then just make like trillions of dollars. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy. Man, exactly. Yeah. Just... just dedicate your life to something that you'll never achieve, like the people that study Bigfoot. And there there's go. actually some there's, physical there's applications that, uh, for physics. There's that old <laughs> Simpsons episode where Homer's sitting in his bed and he's like, Homer, what are you mad about? It's like Lisa made perpetual motion machine and it's <laughs> getting faster and faster. And like he busts into her room like an hour later and it's like, We obey the laws of physics in this house, Missy. <laughs> and smashes it on the floor. My dad actually had a client uh like hire him to like he had his own like design for a perpetual motion machine and he hired my dad to build a prototype of it at nice. his machine shop. And my dad just looked at it like immediately and was like, this isn't going to work. And the guy was just like, but I want you to build it for me. That's because like, I spent like a smart man, not a big idiot. <laughs> yeah. But the guy still paid him like $10,000 to build this ridiculous thing. And it just used like, uh, had like a big wheel with like ball bearings in it. And like when it would, uh, the ball bearings would like hit the top, they would swing down around and like, try to keep it going with that and it's like that's not no that's not perpetual motion because you're using gravity which is an active force right yeah, yeah. but also then unless you completely eliminate friction well which if you're in a, a physics 101 class you do <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you eliminate air resistance you and eliminate friction, friction. <laughs> like all the really important things that break the laws of physics like Assume a spherical cloud in a yeah. vacuum yeah <laughs> is uh is moving across a frictionless field and there is a farmer there who is also spherical. Yeah. Then yeah. you get to your job at, you know, ball or Raytheon or something and you're ignoring air resistance. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, if you're in, <laughs> if you're in space, you do ignore air resistance. That's true. <laughs> Boom. Well, ha ha. Well, That's why Owen's doing astrophysics and not just regular physics. He wants to ignore solar air storms. resistance. No, solar storms. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, it's a different type of resistance, but yes, it's not air resistance. It's like salty. tiny particles from the sun. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we zoom in on Spectre <laughs> losing his goddamn mind because an emergency klaxon is sounding as loud as can be in the background, stating over and over again for our PCs that there is a proximity alert occurring. So let's go over back to the map to where you all were. 
So you're all kind of in the southern corridor there, which leads into the cargo bay. And then the northern corridors up there lead to what you assume is the bridge, uh, just because the size of the ship would indicate as much. And what is everyone doing? They hear this over and over again. The lights are interspersed throughout the hallways. Obviously, they're not well-maintained, but every so often you'll just see like a red light kind of spinning. Uh, But the almost strange reverberating sound of this klaxon is nailing all of you because in this chamber, it has yet to lose atmosphere. Do we have 10 minutes for a short rest so I can recover my stamina? (laughs) 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 Well, then I'm going to pound some of these uh, healing serums that I got. (laughs) Because I have no stamina and one hit point. What? Oh, weird. (laughs) What's everyone else doing? Uh, What are you doing, Spectre? Uh, Well, there's kind of... There's a bit that leads to the bridge, so Spectre's gonna head towards. Yeah, I can move my. I can move my token. So we're gonna we're gonna move in a loose initiative order, just to because this is time intensive. So Spectre, you can move your full complement of movement, which would be double your movement speed, to get as far as you need to there. Um, so go ahead and move it, max movement if you want. Yeah, I can get to I can get to there. All right, and then Remy, it is your turn. What are you doing? Um, where are we supposed to be heading again? You're heading south. South, okay. I'm gonna head south then. So I assume you all will take the next two turns to mosey your way to the bridge as quickly as possible. I'm gonna take the next yeah. one turn because I'm going to run in a straight line at four times my movement. You actually are taking those potions, so you'll no, take... No, I didn't. I know, so that's one of your turns is taking no, no, one I can, potion. I can pound and run. <laughs> no, you cannot! <laughs> it's like uh, one of those energy goos when you're running a marathon. You don't stop to eat that shit. So you take your next two turns. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you all arrive at the bridge doors. Uh, they are sealed in front of you. Uh, does anyone want to step up and try to open them? I'm going to let Spectre do it because Spectre was able to open doors before. Spectre I'm just going to try to hit the keypad and see if it'll open. Oh, so Nadim moves and he just kind of like smacks the keypad uh, with his open hand and it does the doors open in front of you. The second that the doors open in front of you, though, the klaxon and the sounds all go away immediately. Whatever atmosphere is in the room has been sucked out of whatever holes are now present in the bridge. So you just see the faint spinning of some red lights ahead of you, an active bridge in front of you. So that's what Nadim does. What are the rest of you doing? Do I see anyone in there? There is no one in there. You only see kind of like blipping displays. You see one display in particular. Spectre, whilst you're looking in, it looks particularly angry. It is um, going between red and blue, flashing very quickly with some lettering across it, which is a bit tough for you to make out from uh, where you're standing. Okay. I'm going to get closer to that to take a better look. All right. You... Walk up, you tap on the screen, it stops flashing, and immediately projects in front of you um, the display of what is in front of the ship. You see a giant piece of asteroid that has been perfectly sheared on one side, has been cut very, very cleanly whenever it entered the drift. It is what you can estimate about four to five times the size of the ship it is hurtling towards, and you would estimate that it would hit you in the next minute. So that is what you see in front of you. What is, uh, Remy, what are you doing 
And uh, what are you doing, Jet? Did I see this go down? Like, did I see what he just saw, or am I? Yeah. So Spectre yeah. would have run in front of you. He would, she, he would have uh, smacked on the screen. The display would have been put up for all of you, so you would all be seeing this. And uh, I don't know if you could estimate exactly the distance. And I don't know if Spectre relays that to y'all. Yeah, Spectre's gonna relay it. So we got a minute. We have we, we have, have one minute, minute before an asteroid hits us. Well, if um, if this is for me in real life, I'd probably panic. Um. <laughs> I immediately curl into a ball and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I would not be a very interesting D&D character. Um, yeah, me neither. Hmm. Uh, what is there, like, to do? Like, is there something I can fix here, or is there, like... The reason that you're on this ship in particular is because you're after the Unbound Wayfarer, which is the missing Starfinder ship. So I'll remind everybody at home as well. Uh, this missing Starfinder ship was last reported in a sector that they aren't entirely certain of. All they know is that the, ins the Starfinder insignias, which you all now have on your person, were given to you. They traced them back to those Starfinders in particular. You then managed to track them back to an Eoxian and then found that the Eoxian was on this ship. So you assume that at some point in time, the Endless Three Noti, the ship you're currently on, was close to or found the Unbound Wayfarer. So you're trying to um, look up exactly where that missing ship is gotcha okay um and so the asteroid is going to hit this ship that yeah. we are currently on in and one it's minute. more than likely going to hit your ship which is uh docked alongside this ship as well well that's Fuck. epic okay um can i make a suggestion <laughs> Anything. I would like to make a suggestion. Okay, sure. so I say personally, how far away is our ship that is currently docked? You would think that if you ran full speed, you probably could get there in about fifteen seconds. Not to be a real stickler, but more more likely eighteen about seconds. Three seconds or okay. three rounds rather. Okay. Yeah. Um personally, I say we run back to the ship and get it off of this thing if we manage to like, okay, if we possibly can. Yo, um, Jet. Yes. You're a pilot. Yes. How fast can you get this ship undocked? Like, how fast can you get our ship undocked from this big old ship here? Okay, so I have two questions, actually. How fast can I get our ship undocked? But also, <laughs> could I be able to fly this ship and be able to get it out of the way while getting our ship out of the way at the same time as well? So we could do that. So we Those are the two that. things I want to know. So we'll hit that on we'll hit that on your turn when you step up to the controls. Sure. Um, do you have computers, Jet? Oh yeah, I do have computers. Okay. I, have I, I also have a really high piloting skill too, and I don't have computers, so I can't even attempt it. So I can go either get our ship away, or if the ship still has power, I can try to maneuver this one. Sure. So, Remy's kind of uh, dictating all this to everybody as quickly as um, they can. Do you want to do anything in particular as well? So you're trying to figure out the order of operations here. Do you yourself want to step up to a computer and see what you can't find? Um, hmm. She doesn't really have any computer skills, so I would say that would probably make things worse. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to think what else. She has piloting, but I mean... So you can step up to the ship and you can see if you can pilot it. You can just, so piloting acts in a couple of ways. You can use piloting to see if things are, you know, something that can be piloted or as an actual skill 
use to maneuver ships. Okay, can I check this? Can I check to see if this is pilotable? Yeah. So go ahead and roll me a piloting check, please. Ten. Ten. Uh, from the looks of it, you know for certain that the drift engine is badly damaged, which is why they're stuck in the drift in the first place. As okay. you go over it, you look at the piloting controls, and there's a weird delineation. There's obviously the controls for the ship, but they have been reformatted and integrated with this bone-like material. You see that similar arcing black energy, and whatever they were using to pilot the ship is somewhere between science and magic, and you're just kind of sitting there baffled as to exactly how you'd manage to uh, maneuver the ship. Cool, so I'm not going to try to maneuver that. Um, Would that be that's like interesting. A, a mysticism check to try to decipher that? Or? Yeah, that could also work. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. yeah, mysticism is like kind of like the magic part of Starfinder. So, Remy, we'll say that's your turn. You like walk up, you explore the controls, running your hands over them quickly, talking to everybody, trying to figure out a plan. You're like, I don't fucking understand how this ship works at all. Uh, Nadim, it is your turn. Um, Nadim is... Well, she's sitting down in the thing. I don't have mysticism. I don't have computers. So I'm kind of no use here. So Nadim is going to yell out. Or I guess he doesn't need to yell out because they're on comms. <laughs> and he's in, in the vacuum, vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to talk through the comms and say... Uh, I will go prep the ship and be ready to take off. You guys, let me know what you find. And he's going to uh, full sprint back towards the ship to try to Adios. try to get like system <laughs> systems on and like pretty much ready for them to. Like if, if things go sideways, like he's gonna be prepped and ready. All right, so go ahead and mark down. Put a three uh, down. So you're spending this round to run back to the ship. Okay. Uh, it is now Jet's turn. Jet, uh, you're looking. Nadim bails to go try to uncouple the ship and bring it around to help all of y'all. See you what nerds. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and only one of us survived. <laughs> ah, good one shot, guys. Thanks. I had fun. <laughs> a TPK is going to be an end of a one shot. <laughs> Nadim drives off into the sun into the sunset <laughs> the, the asteroid set. sunset the asteroid set the drift set so jet you walk up to the computers um yeah. what would you like to do uh well i'm first thing that i'm wondering is is it plot like would it be plausible for me to take this ship and move it enough out of the way for the ast of the asteroid before the asteroid hits so do you have mysticism I do not have mysticism. So you are also, uh, just as Remy stated before, you were also unable to kind of decipher what's going on with the ship. Um, okay, great. Then, okay. Then instead of that, the right, just sort of, I'm assuming it's one of those things that I could just, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, I mean, it has bones. It's sparking energy. Like, there are skulls that have been integrated into the console panel as well that seem to be illuminating in a sequence that is completely befuddling to you. It just seems as alien and foreign as almost anything could. Awesome. Uh, button mashing. Pretend you're playing Tekken. Except <laughs> button mashing. Yeah, do um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So what... 
Um, what Jet's gonna do? The Jet is just gonna immediately uh, try to find, like, get onto the con the computers, find what information they need, and get grab it as fast as he can. All right. So you, your fingers fly over quickly. Roll me a computers check, please. That is a thirteen plus eight, so twenty-one. Twenty-one. You easily bypass the system. Uh, you see all this information, coordinates for what you would assume would be the unbound Wayfair, a few more keystrokes, and your assumption is correct. As you continue to pass over the keys, you realize the data file is going to be quite large. You kind of wave um, the gear over, and gear sticks out his little data port and starts downloading all this information. Because you rolled so high, as you are downloading all this information, you see something else. You see um, a lob light attack log and it's kind of flashing there in its own subfile. and you remember hearing that name before you remember seeing it before on the data pad of the individual that you caught in the garden back on absalom station okay uh loblight file um i'm going to do i have enough time to like quickly open that file while i yeah, you can do it. You can attempt another computer's check. Sure, I'm going to attempt another computer's check because my gem dice are doing good enough so far today. Hey, that's a 14th. That's a 22. 22. You easily bypass that as well. Um, you manage, as you were typing in really quickly, you see uh, two flags go up very quickly. One says immediate necrotic feedback defense mechanism. You shut it down, preventing yourself from, you assume, being attacked by necrotic energy. A second one comes up, says bypass system security, uh, immediate shutdown commencing. You catch it, stop it, and put it in the background. The lobbyite information is then uploaded into gear as well. You have successfully gotten everything that you've come here for. Awesome. Let's get out of here. Let's move. This is like one of those heist movies where, like, <laughs> the guy on the computer's in the van. I stayed 30 seconds. Seconds. <laughs> you gotta go, man. The buzzer here. 10 more seconds. 10 more seconds. <laughs> Furious. Five. Uh, Furious right. typing for 10 seconds. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Don't worry, I get that in post. Just. <laughs> Who's that? 300 words per minute? What are you, court stenographer? <laughs> they actually don't type words. They type sounds, but I don't have time to talk about you that right now. What? I just said a sentence. Anyways, <laughs> the three of you head back <laughs> to the ship just on the heels of Nadim, I assume. Is there anything anyone wants to do before they leave the bridge? So uh, if you well, did get in, I was going to check for like a gun or something that we could shoot the asteroid with, but that's probably not going to work. So yeah, I'm you'd assume just the controls. The ship, so, um... Yeah, Did I see anything valuable? <laughs> that was not the time. <laughs> Did you guys switch bodies? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, this is like very uh, reverse. That was very odd. <laughs> Remy's okay, like, yeah. what's the practical applications of how we can best get around this asteroid? Inspector right, goes, here. can so, I steal anything? <laughs> so listen, listen. If Remy gets shot out into space, she fucking dies. Spectre's <laughs> probably fine. <laughs> You have a space suit on, you don't die immediately. Yeah. No, not immediately, but I'm You'll just starve to death as you float into the darkness of space. I mean, you, like, you can just it's shoot Spectre out into space and he'll just tip his fedora at you and then go floating away. <laughs> That's nice. It's a Major Tom situation if Remy goes out into space. 
we don't have the rights to that song, so you can hum up no. a word or two, but don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get hit with a slap not, suit. I think we can play up to fifteen seconds of it and round then... control to major Tom. <laughs> Remy, well. you you also look over the controls. This strange, like, weird, magical nature of them is beyond befuddling. You're certain that there's probably a gunnery system because obviously they shot at you with it, but you're not entirely certain that the damage that you did to the ship may have also damaged those weapon arcs as well as the engines, and it may take you more time than you need. So you probably think it would be best to bail. Yeah, yeah, we should probably yeah. just go. I mean, I think I think we targeted... We specifically did damage to the engines and the power core. I don't think that we blasted the weapons. Yeah, that's fair, but damaging the power core damages the entire ship as a whole. It has a, okay. like a wide-reaching uh, problem that attacks because like weapons draw power from the power core yeah and so well, and i think when you do like a critical effect it's random so it yeah. could be the weapons could be something yeah so yeah um, no but i was using no because i was using the science officer thing thing to target specific systems right which which is more of a flavor thing it actually just raises the critical threshold of weapons when you like uh target critical systems yeah um makes a sweet crit on a 19, 19 and 20, 20 instead yeah. of just a 20 you just nice. happened to, I think, the two times you called your shot, both okay. times at a critical threshold, <laughs> that it did overload them. So it worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> so we you all make, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you all make your way back to the ship. Um, Nadim is sitting there, starting everything up. Uh, as you break away, Nadim, you're sitting at the controls. So go ahead and roll me a piloting check to try and maneuver away. The next round, if you fail, both you and Jet can try it. But Jet just got on board. Okay. Uh, 18 piloting. 18 piloting. You go to maneuver, and as you do so, <laughs> something with the ship has gone wrong. You're not sure what it is. So more time passes. Jet is now sitting in the same piloting seat next to you, running co-pilot as you run diagnostics, trying to figure it out. Both of you give me a piloting check, please. Was that like the detaching mechanism didn't work? Yeah, there was something because you mechanical failure. Exactly. Okay, I got a 25 because that's a 17 plus 8. I got a 28. <laughs> I rolled a natural 19. <laughs> Nadim just flips <laughs> off Jet <laughs> with one of his four arms. <laughs> and the other yeah. just... One of them's running diagnostics, the other two are driving the ship. Yeah. Um, so you manage to uncouple yourselves from the ship in the next couple of rounds as you maneuver yourselves to get away from the asteroid you realize it's even bigger than previously seen the asteroid is a little farther away that's the good news the bad news is it's almost the size of a planetoid as you begin to move and you bolster your ship moving full thrust away from it you manage just in the nick of time to get free however the small amount of shrapnel that breaks off the endless Trinodi careens into the side of your ship, damaging your weapon systems, damaging some of your primary engines. You start to list through the drift. You spend some time trying to get everything back on board. Thankfully, your drift engine wasn't damaged, so you are not stuck there as the endless Trinodi would have been. But you're certain as to where you are that you more than likely cannot take the ship any further in your journey. Just as you manage to get everything working again, you pass a drift beacon and you get a ping from Venture Captain Arvin. Oh, good. I have a, que I have a question for him about how he managed to mess the jets last time. 
Yeah, how, how, how far away from this drift beacon was the Endless Drenodi? Uh, there was, it was pretty close from the last one. The thing is, the last drift beacon that you flew by, you actually went completely past it to avoid that giant asteroid. Um, so as you were listing through the drift still, you pass a second and separate drift beacon. Like it takes okay. you all like 12 hours to get everything back to a functioning capacity to where you can manage to fly the ship with some semblance of normalcy. Uh, yeah, so Nadim's going to reach over and click on whatever he needs to to listen to the message that we're getting. You're at a drift beacon, so it's actually live. Oh, it is live. Yeah. At least for now, until you get too far away from the drift beacon. So, kind of crackles to life. He looks weird. Um, it seems that your comm systems have also been damaged. Uh, it, like, his lower half and his top half are a few inches away from each other, so they don't quite line up. And every so often, some static forms, and they kind of shift back underneath each other and then split again. His face looks a little smushed, uh, but it is definitely Venture Captain Arvin. He's like, Cubid, Starfinders, Starfinders. Oh, oh, thank goodness. We've been trying to reach you for hours. You you boarded that ship uh, 16 hours ago. What, where were you? Um, In a bit of a pickle. Indeed. We took some damage when an asteroid plowed through. Oh, wait, that's, I'm not in the Spectre voice. Yes. Get to work on that. An, as an asteroid blasted through struck the endless Drenodi as we were making our way out, and it seems to have damaged our engines and uh, apparently comms as well. Well, I'm just happy to see that you're okay. Uh, did you manage to find any kind of inkling as to what happened to the Unbound Wayfarer? Uh... Spectre just looks at Jet. I... well, we... Yes, we um we got the coordinates and we found some other stuff about what was it? Started with an L. L um The Loblight? Loblight, yes. Loblight. Um got some extra information on that. Going to take a look at it. Um once uh we kinda get out of range of everything. Uh, it's all in gear, my beautiful, awesome, robotic boy, and uh, it should all be good. Well, that's good to do. do. Do you want to beam the information to us so we can try to start breaking it down and at least put together a report? How badly damaged is your ship? Um, I'm pretty sure uh, it is not great. <laughs> I'm kind of fucked when I hear it. <laughs> it is right fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. <laughs> Oh, that's most unfortunate. Indeed. And you, you see him, it's like, one moment. And he, he kind of zaps away. Um, about five or ten minutes pass, uh, and you get the beacon again, flashing that Starfinder uh, headquarters is trying to contact you. Um, Do you answer? It's like a fuck. Like, <laughs> like, no. You're like, <laughs> we just, we, we screen the call. Yeah, right? We're just like, oh, this guy again. Why is he texting? God. Lock <laughs> <laughs> the number. Me when I get a call from my work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Nadim answers. That was weird. It was strange. It took you so long to answer my call. Well, I have some good news, Starfinders. And Call he, problem. 
beams and you see a bunch of coordinates going to go across your screens. He's like, here is the next closest station where we have some ships housed. We think it best before you continue onwards to the planet that you're supposed to go to, uh, that you switch out ships and perhaps make uh, haste to the next location. I understand that the ship may have served you well, but it seems impertinent to send you to this place that may have whatever this lob light is. We'll Great. And yes. the Dean starts piloting in the direction of the... <laughs> is it a nice ship? <laughs> I, I, I'm very interested in what type of ship we're getting. <laughs> is it a higher quality or lower quality than this one? Well, I guess you just have to find out. In the meantime, as you arrive, we'll do our best to uh, put together a profile of the information that you received. I'll upload the information as best we know, but just from the preliminary checks, it seems as though you're heading to the vast. Now, it is a dangerous place where there are few drift beacons, if any at all. So once you leave, we won't be able to contact you until you return. So take care and steal yourselves for the journey ahead. He... Kind of zips out again. Uh, you see that it'll only take you another six or so hours, even with your badly damaged engines, to drop out of the drift to this location uh, and then switch out your ship at the Starfinder space station. Good. Let's do it. In the in the meantime, Jed is going to be looking through what I, I'm assuming there is like some sort of Starfinder brochure of top five ships. That star, star, top five Starfinder <laughs> ships. And he's looking through them to see, hoping which one he they're gonna get, and knowing he's probably not gonna get to fly that one, but hoping in his <laughs> so, little heart of hearts. <laughs> it says number one, the Lore Seeker, unbeatable. And like you look <laughs> at the small brass platelet of your ship that's hanging askewed from the <laughs> technologies. It just says Lore Seeker, <laughs> unsurpassed, unbelievable, best of the best. <laughs> You really can't do anything better than the Lore Seeker. And it just says, in some sort of weird parenthetical statement, we certainly hope it doesn't get in some sort of weird disaster in the drift. <laughs> he has a miniature, like, journal with him with, like, a name of all the different ships, and he checks off a Lore Seeker on the book. <laughs> just sadly. Um, Nadim is sitting in the pilot's chair, flicking the bobblehead of some, some famous actor that's hanging on the, the console. Just flicking the bobblehead off it. It's like rocking back and forth. What I like to think <laughs> is that Nadim brought that with him. Yeah. And he put it on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like some fa famous like actress or something that he's got a big crush on. <laughs> um, so as you arrive at the station, what pulls into view is a ship called the Odyssey, which you should all now see on your screens. Oh. Oh. Oh, are we back I was on really journey? hoping for the oh. Iliad. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Odyssey. Yeah. The Odyssey is a tier four Starfinder Society Drake, significantly hey. larger than the last one that you were driving. Its speed is eight, but its maneuverability is only average. It has a drift engine of one with an AC an AC of fourteen and a TL of fourteen. It has a little more hit points though, which is uh not so bad. Additionally, it seems to have quite the complement of coil guns, heavy laser cannons, as well as high explosive missile launchers. It is a little bit of a step up from what you were working with previously, and I bet you Jet is pretty excited to Jet get is a like a, a kid in a candy shop. He's so, and so excited. for some reason Jet came out of the drift 
as a small child in a candy shop <laughs> elsewhere in the galaxy, confused but excited. Where did Jed go? <laughs> He's dead. No. Um, I am now playing Gear. <laughs> I will beat Boop with Vector in the corner. That's pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a gun. And he's better at shooting than you were anyways. He is? <laughs> I actually, if I remember correctly, I think Gear killed like at least three of the people last time. Gear has, Gear has overall the highest kill count. <laughs> Are you like scoring like numbers into his like hole for like all of his kills? I like to think that everyone's like laughing in a circle around a table, enjoying uh, like a beer and some food, and like the camera slowly like panning around, looking at their laughing faces in silence, landing on gear, and then it focuses in like on HAL 3000, just emotionless, <laughs> like red single orb light, and you just hear, I only know how to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, what's Gear's bonus to hit? Gear's, Gear's bonus to hit is one more than mine for ranged attacks. What number, like is, a, what number is that? It's like a four, and mine is a three. Oh my god. No, sorry. I, yeah, no, he's is a four, and mine is a three for ranged attack. Damn. Gear is, Gear is as good at shooting too. as I am. <laughs> What's I'm as good at shooting as you guys, too. I have a plus four on range attacks as well. Where's this range attacks? Where do you find that? Your attack bonuses. My god. Attack or oh, range? Oh, I have like a plus one. <laughs> um, My range is actually. Remy's gonna like area. running away if, this, if that counts as anything. Sure. Why not? Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Number one run awayer. You get a gold star. Ah, that's that's good uh, team team tactics there. <laughs> Just she's abandoning. Not, she, she's probably doing this for like community service or something after she's <laughs> done something like that. But ah, only ten more hours. <laughs> as soon as the ten hours are up, she's like, "All right, she's I'm gone. out. Yeah. I'm out of here." <laughs> nice talking to you, but I'm done my community service. Um. Oh, look on the bright side. It's a new ship, which means it's potentially stuff that you could steal this time this that might have been left can behind. Can I check to see if there was anything left behind on this ship? Well, as you pull into station, I assume everyone's like gathering up their stuff and Remy immediately beelines for the Odyssey. Again, <laughs> you find it as clean, sanitized, and well cared for as the Lore Seeker was because it, it is part of their flotilla that they, they do harbor their ships in. And so... Outside of the standard things, which you could hoard, like bed sheets, pillows, <laughs> compliment of coffee those. cups, uh, which you could all just like grab and take into your room, there doesn't seem to be anything else of real note. She took the little bottles of shampoo. Take the little, yeah, I was just going to say that. It was like a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Put a robe in her suitcase. Just, uh. <laughs> just unscrew the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is it so dark in here? <laughs> Smoke don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't check my room. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing. As you get on the Odyssey and settle in, you take some time to get everything going. I assume Jet kind of settles in front of the controls, finding Deem there, mocking him. You notice <laughs> that there is a blinking message signal next to the incoming call signal uh, that indicates God. information has been left behind for you. Why do God. they leave voicemails? Right. I hate and voicemails. Arvin's really needy <laughs> oh damn <laughs> it's 
right, it's kind of like get a let's, light. Let's answer this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. Worth it. like he butt dialed you. I don't like them. They are very mean, and I hope they all die. They all seem very arrogant. They all seem very arrogant, and I look forward to their death. Uh, no, he pops up on the screen, sitting there, kind of wistfully thinking to himself which is an odd thing to do on a message. Clearly he's doing it for some sort of weird theatrical reason. And he kind of looks and goes, Oh, I didn't see you there. Well, hello, Starfinders. <laughs> so good to see you again. <laughs> You're like, this is fucking weird. That's how like Tales from the Crypt starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he gets up and he walks. And so like you only see his hologram kind of walk and slowly a table pulls in to view of the hologram. And you're like, why didn't he just start the presentation there? And he just goes, really well, it showboating. seems that you're heading to a planet called Ulmerid. And he taps the table and this planet, it appears in the hologram, but simultaneously you see all of the classifications and statistics for the planet kind of start running quickly across the planet part of your ship that uh shows these things and it starts breaking down all these different factors it says it's a desert planet that it is desolate that it has extreme problems with uh weather and then like as it continues to say like extreme problems weather it shows an error code for information missing uh spends a little Great. more time it says location the vast and then in parentheticals, it says final location of unbound wayfarer question mark. Now so this, this is like an angry Tatooine. It's basically That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Can we breathe on it? So it does say that it has a breathable atmosphere. Hmm. And he kind of sits there for a bit, for a minute, letting you all kind of take in the statistics. It's like, well, based on information that we've obtained about this planet, it is a desert world with breathable atmosphere. And he kind of eyes Remy. And you're like, that's weird. This is a recording. How would he know <laughs> that question? But it is devoid of intelligent civilizations. Now, a cloud of asteroids left over from a collision of the planet's moons long ago surrounds the planets. So you must, you must carefully navigate the Odyssey to the surface to find the crashed ship. Now, be sure to bring your Starfinder insignias. They will be critical in recovering the information the Starfinders left behind. If you can recover any of the lost Starfinders themselves, alive or dead, please do so as well. And good luck. And the message cuts out. He hope they're dead so I can loot them, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I can probably pickpocket them if they're alive, but you know. Eh. <laughs> the message clicks back on. Also, they had like families and stuff, so like, don't steal from them. Well, I, I don't really didn't care. think I had to say this, but then I thought about it after a while and realized I should probably resend this message. No real reason. Anyway, goodbye. And then he looks directly at her again. Yeah. Yeah. I my fun there. And, like, she does a thing where like she like sidles around Jet and his eyes follow her, and she's like, "This is very disconcerting." <laughs> I don't yeah, like this man. Do do paintings on the wall that like follow you as you? Oh yeah. Ruh ruh riggy. <laughs> Scooby-Doo's uh, wife slams some papers on the table. Scooby-Doo looks up, shocked. Revorse? It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite meme. As you sit there, uh, the information for uh, where you need to go kind of 
flashes across the screen. It doesn't seem like it's that far in the drift. You just need to make your way towards it. Is there anything else on this station, or is it like it's solely a refueling hub? Like okay. you, you may have been able to like get minor repairs done. Say if you had problems with guns or your armor, you rest up. You manage to get healed of anything that may have been ailing you. But outside of that, there's no real store. It is solely for the repair and upkeep of ships. Okay. Um, on the bright side, Vern got not Vern. Oh, geez, I'm making characters up. Um, uh, uh, uh. Jet, yes, Jet, yes, that is his name, indeed. <laughs> um, Jet has completed at least two pages of interstellar ship bingo by visiting this place, I'm assuming. Has he gotten a bingo yet? Well, he, he completed doesn't... two sheets, so yes. <laughs> he, cool. he pulls out, like, a little thing from the bottom of gear, which has, like, a bingo board on it, and, like, he just crosses <laughs> out one of them and, like, lets it go, and it goes back up underneath <laughs> gear. He's like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> he says, under his breath. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> you all are, you're feeling better. You're feeling healthy. You think you're ready to go. We think? What do you know? I don't know. Okay. Everything. I How do you know what I'm thinking? <laughs> yeah. You're thinking that you're mad at me? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong. That, that you're, that, that, that Scooby-Doo was really upset about the divorce that he discovered. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I mean, it was his fault. Uh, let's be honest. He was never there for the kids. He was also never there for Velma and Shaggy in their secret relationship. I thought it was... Oh, yeah, no. He was always there with Velma and Shaggy instead of being with Frank and Daphne, who were... Frank? <laughs> Frank? Frank? Of course, Frank. we all know the famous Scooby-Doo character, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of Fred, my brain's like, what's his last name? And then my brain sub uh, supplies Flintstone, um, which is the wrong uh, Fred. Hanna Barbera Fred. cartoon? Fred. Wrong, yeah, wrong cartoon Fred. Is it Fred Flintstone? Yes, it is Fred Flintstone. Yeah, okay. I was hoping I wasn't like really confused, but yeah, no. Um... As you're cascading through the gym. <laughs> <laughs> An asteroid hits you and everybody dies. <laughs> because you, everyone's sitting around Remy while Remy's like quickly turning her claws about. Like, but if his name was Fred and then the other guy's name was Fred Flintstone, that seems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you're flying through the drift. And what are you all doing in the meantime? It seems like it's going to take you. Jones! Jones was Two days. Nice. Fred Jones. I didn't even know they had last names. I think. The only one that... Yeah, there's Daphne Blake, Fred Jones, and then I forget the rest of them. Velma Jones. They're related. Scooby's last name is Dew. Yes. Scooper Dew. Velma Dinkley. Daphne Blake, Shaggy Rogers, and Fred Jones. Shaggy Doesn't Rogers? Shaggy have like another name or something? Like his name isn't actually Shaggy, Shaggy isn't it? Uh, oh, isn't it's it like Norville. Norville. <laughs> I would call myself something else if my name was Norville. Yeah, I would too. I didn't think anything <laughs> could be worse than Shaggy, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you take kind of two days on the ship flying as you do uh wondering why everything is so dark why there are no why there are no sheets 
why there are no plates, cutlery, cups. Don't worry very about it. Very small amount of food. <laughs> There's natural light coming from the outside. Don't worry about it. Did you uh, even take the space Bibles? <laughs> yes, I took yeah. the space Bibles. Of course, I took the but space you left the Bibles. space books of Mormon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the space books of Mormon. <laughs> um, Jet, one night while you're sitting at the console, kind of maintaining the instruments, seething over the fact that Nadim seems to just be a little bit better of a pilot than you, you notice this thing streaming across um, the screen, and it says intelligence techno brain and it's kind of just this um subheading that keeps going around in this weird circular fashion you said intelligence techno brain intelligence techno brain does that mean anything to me uh go ahead and roll me a computer actually no roll me a culture check but oh good Oh, culture for ship. Yeah. Okay, wait a moment. Let me just look through my notes because I get something from that. Uh, mm-hmm. I can reduce the DC for culture checks in regarding knowledge about starship vehicle models and parts as well as famous hotshot pi- pilots by five. There you go. Nice. So roll me that culture check, please. Um, so that is a... Oh, good thing for that because I rolled poorly. <laughs> that is a 14 in total. Well... It's a good thing you got that DC. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that intelligence techno brain is an onboard AI that exists in certain classes of ships. They removed them some time ago. Uh, you're not entirely sure why it still seems to be on this ship because it seems to be outdated. But you imagine it would be, at the very least, a, a handy tool if you could access it. Oh, cool. Can I try to access it? Go ahead and roll me a computer's check. Let's hopefully not roll it. Then. So what'd you roll for that computer's check? Uh, that is a 17 plus 8, so that's a 25. So you ticky-tack away at the thing in front of you while on the deem pilots alongside you expertly, might I add. He's um, so clean. And it goes from intelligence, techno-brain, and doot, two other words appear. It says, ship high, intelligence, techno-brain. And as it does so, it starts spinning a little bit faster. (laughs) (laughs) It spins faster and faster. And then... Is this just like a virus that that, that AI can inject into themselves and androids can inject into themselves to get high? Maybe. Uh, It spins higher and higher. And eventually, the words turn into like a 3D rendering of a head. It just goes, (laughs) Hi, I am Chips High and Techno Brain. It is good to be back. It, it would I know if the stutter is just an effect of the program or if it's like it seems like he's have a stutter. yeah it seems like he's glitching but it does seem to be uh, a little stylistic because when you check the file it had no corruption or damage to it. <laughs> um, okay, uh, good to know. No, I just want to make sure because if there's an issue, I want to fix it. And if there isn't an issue, then I won't fix it. Um, it will be good evening, Techno Brain. It's, it's, it's so nice to meet you. Uh, you can call yeah, me shit. Shit? shit, shit. shit? <laughs> intelligence techno brain. <laughs> or shit, shit, shit for, 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 for short. Uh, I think we need to work on a better name for you. No, we don't. 
<laughs> Shut up, Remy. I disagree. I see that you're trying to f -f -f fly to an uncharted region of space. Can I g g help you with that? Um, how can you help me with that? <laughs> well, I, I have some uh, ideas about it. And suddenly, like, this wall of text appears, <laughs> and it's moving so fast you can't read it. Like, you catch a word here or there, or it's like, play checkers with your friends. Play some <laughs> cards. Take a nap. It's like suggestions for everything you possibly could think to conceive to do to pass time in the drift, but none of it is helpful. <laughs> Does this anything seem of, of, of interest? Um, well, I think some of those are very interesting ideas. I'm wondering if you have any useful ability at getting us there faster than we are already going. I can not break the laws of physics. That is very true. Howard's talk. But I don't know if you have a... <laughs> Maybe you have better roots that way? Or could you do a data analysis on the data that is already known about it and compile the best optimal location for landing? While you were talking, I already did it. <laughs> because I uh, am the shit. <laughs> it seems as though your best point of ingress is here and the planet spins around itself and instead of just having the straight spherical outlay that was given to you before you do see all the different asteroids that are surrounding it now in pretty great detail it seems that he's managed to take whatever ping information from ships that have passed in the time anything else that's passed anything through the drift network uh compiled it and then run it through a simulation to give you an approximate destination as to the best way to enter the atmosphere. Awesome. Could you autopilot that route for us? Or Hang on, like... let me just check. And he like looks down at his nobody. I have no, no, no hands. Ah, that does <laughs> seem to be an issue. That's why it's called autopilot. Not <laughs> 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 hand pilot. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I don't know if I like that guy's attitude. Oh. <laughs> Holding f f four hands over my no hands. It seems like he has the uh, upper hand. <laughs> Can we turn this thing off? <laughs> no. The GMer shit. <laughs> Don't turn <laughs> off this beautiful smart machine. <laughs> as, you, uh, as you continue flying, uh, shit continuously pops up with suggestions for what you can be doing. You'll be in the shower. He'll tell you how to best wash and or regions you may or may not have missed while showering. You'll be sleeping and he'll wake you sporadically to ensure that you're okay. Um, and it really seems to be a very pestering uh, presence. But every so often you'll ask him for some insight and he does seem to at the very least lend you some insight. When you wake, uh, Jet, you find gear has uh, plugged itself into a hard port. That's not unusual for gear because every so often he does need to regulate his power cores. As you walk up, though, gear doesn't activate and float to your side as he normally does. Um, can I do a computer check? <laughs> can I... Can I uh, panic <laughs> mode. <laughs> What's wrong with, What's wrong with my little boy? <laughs> Don't worry, the GM just killed him for flavor. <laughs> the rest of the ship awakens to Jet's pained screaming. <laughs> He's just on the floor charging everybody. Why is everyone freaking out? Like a, like a Roomba? <laughs> <laughs> Obstruction. <laughs> okay, Jet won't immediately panic. Jet's gonna, like, figure out, try to 
just like by looking at gear and sort of maybe trying to send a connection because he can get gear to move mentally using his saying, which is attached to his eye, his um, mechanical it some, thing. It takes some prodding, but eventually uh, gear does activate as normal uh, and floats by your side. Um, um, do I know what went wrong or? Go ahead and roll me a mechanics check. Being lazy. Okay, mechanics check. Mechanic is that engineering or sorry engineering engineering okay i was like i'm trying to find that, that's my um, woohoo that is a 20 total a 20 total you notice that his charge port is singed around the outside which is unusual uh but otherwise he seems kind of unscathed um okay <laughs> right as you're kind of passing over looking at him you get a proximity klaxon for approaching the asteroid field. And we're gonna worry about this later. <laughs> and he's gonna go straight to the to the to the um, piloting area to be useful. So you've get arrived the at the piloting area. As you do so, you see that whatever shit managed to map out for you does seem to be incredibly accurate. Additionally, uh, you will probably have to fly somewhat skillfully through the area to avoid any kind of dastardly damage that might happen. Remy, while you're watching this happen, you also see an additional path, and you think you might be able to aid Jet's entry into the upper atmosphere. Okay, do I just, like, encourage him then, or...? Exactly, so so you can do a DC-10 piloting check or a DC-17 diplomacy check to encourage... Or you can do that intimidate check as well. That's. I think it's a piloting <laughs> check to encourage. Wait, can I do a piloting check to encourage him? Or. Yeah, you can. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. It's a DC 10? Yep. Okay. Uh, 13? 13. So you do, so you get a plus two to that. While that's happening, Spectre, you're probably running the instruments real quick next to him. Yeah. And if you so want to, you can You see that shit's course. It's pretty good, but the there's the odd like small fragment of asteroid that has broken off so go ahead and roll me a computer's check to see if you can't better map out how he's going to fly this total 20 20 so you do manage to plug in that additional check so it does come down to if you if nadim or jet wants to do the final entry i will let um the person who does not aid with that piloting check as well. i have a higher piloting by one so i mean it'd probably be best if he aided me i mean if you if if you if you want me to aid you i can (laughs) yeah good fine i will fine i will aid you you. there's nothing to shoot for me here so i will pilot (laughs) great that's actually good because i rolled not as great for this one i rolled a uh 13 13 does pass. So that is going to be plus six to your piloting check. DC 20. (laughs) I rolled a five, but with those bonuses, it was a plus 15, so it's a 20. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) And I'm not joking either. I I trust you. I trust you. Uh, So Nadim, like he starts, starts moving through these asteroids deftly i mean he's drifting he's moving and suddenly his the ship just kicks out and he's just floating he's like 
wait, no, hang on. And he smacks the engine again, and it kicks back on, just barely <laughs> avoiding smashing into the side of an asteroid. As you approach, the surface of Ulmerid is a wind-scoured desert with jagged protrusions of rock thrusting up through the sand. You look and you actually can make out what seems to be the wreckage of the unbound wayfarer. However, you notice that all around it is nothing but soft sand. You'd imagine the weight of your ship and how your landing gears are proportioned that you'd sink and may not be able to again lift off. You spend some time and you manage to find a nice plateau of stone that at the very least deems to be a good stopping point you estimate it would take you maybe half an hour, an hour to walk back to the wreckage site you saw from above. And that is where you land. Yeah. So Nadim will pilot the ship around and land gently. I hate sand. It's hot. It's coarse and hard. And coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. And I love murdering children. (laughs) (laughs) He murdered a lot of children <laughs> in back-to-back movies. He first murdered children that were the same people, and then he just murdered Jedi children. I don't know what's wrong with George Lucas, but we should all look into it. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he okay when he wrote the prequels? I don't think so. <laughs> um, he ran out of money, that's why. <laughs> A little questionable, <laughs> I gotta say. Um, so if y'all want to go ahead and put your tokens in the southern part of the map. Ooh. Can I make can I make any, some kind of check to, because I'm a I took Basefarer as my background. Can I make a check to see if I know if there are any uh, natural threats, like any beasts that would live in the alien creatures that would live in a desert that could attack us. Absolutely, you can do that. Uh, go ahead and roll me a survival check. I'll give you a little bit of a plus two bonus, just because of your background. Uh, actually, I think I have, I think the DC goes down by five. And I'll give you a plus two because I liked your initiative. <laughs> just Alright, life check? Uh, it's going to be a survival check because you're oh, kind of sur- looking out for threats. Oh, survival. I'm glad I had that plus two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I, actually, I don't, I don't get the, the DC does not go down because it's not, it's not physical science. Yeah. Uh, glad I have a plus two. 16 total. 16 total. You nail it. As you walk down... Um, it takes you all a little while to get to this portion where you dropped. You notice something, Spectre, in the far distance. The, cl- the, the sky is completely clear, a very bright azure blue, and then suddenly these particles start swirling in a cloud forms, and you see this torrential downpour of just hit that area, almost completely blotting out your ability to see that section. And within 20 or so seconds, it's gone. And you're like, that's really weird. And then you look up above you and you watch as the clouds start to stir above all of you as well. Roll for initiative. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 oh, I rolled a seven. <laughs> oh, I got a 17. 
<laughs> a lot of yelling. I got a ten. <laughs> More yelling. Where's my, where's my modifier? Uh, I got a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, lucky nice. you. Nice. I, got a, I got an eighteen. Eighteen, Remy, what'd you get? A ten. A ten. Uh-huh. All right. So we'll start. Spectre, you notice this. So you're going to go first. These giant clumps of crystals start falling from the sky, belting you. Go ahead and roll me a reflex save, please. Natural 20. 25. Natural 20. You definitely move as a giant chunk smashes into the ground next to you. Nadim, it is your turn. Go ahead and roll me a reflex save, please. I respectfully decline. I would like to get <laughs> out of the way on my own accord. 11. 11. Suddenly, this big cluster of crystals slams into the side of you, doing two slashing damage. Go ahead and roll me a fortitude save, please. Correct. 22. 22. You feel a little off, but you manage to bypass it quickly. Remy, roll me a reflex save, please. 16. 16. You're fine. Jet, go ahead and make a reflex save for me. That is a 10. <laughs> 10. <laughs> Another giant cluster of crystals come down, hit you for four slashing damage. Roll me a fortitude save, please. Oh no. Um, fortitude save. This is not a good save. That is a seven. <laughs> you suddenly feel so heavy. You gain the encumbered condition. Oh, dear. Uh, your speeds are reduced by 10 feet. Your maximum dex bonus to AC is reduced to plus two. So if you only have a plus two, your dex bonus, don't worry about it. You take a minus five penalty to strength and dex-based checks. Uh, and that is what you're sitting. You feel just heavy and like the gravity of this planet just doubled on you. Going back around. So that's the first round. Spectre, you see this happening, this downpour of crystals. Is there anything you want to try to do to help mitigate it? Uh, nothing I can, nothing that I can really do to mitigate it. I, yeah, I mean, you're kind I, of. I don't think I don't think that shooting the cloud would work. <laughs> you <laughs> don't know until you try. Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I make it? Can I make a check of some kind to see if yeah, I? Yeah, you know? can make a, a natural science check. Uh. There's life science. Life physical. science. Life life science. Thank you. I don't have life science. So no. Uh, so go ahead and roll me a reflex save. Oh. Uh, okay. And are we like trying to move during this? Because like you're kind of taking over what our characters are doing. Are you, we just like you can't? So the first round, it you you like you can't react to it. It just happens to all okay. of you. And no, this round okay. I'm offering up chances for you to try and circumvent what's happening. Got it. But there is a time limit on it, so like trying to see what's happening when it forces all that. Okay. Uh, I got a total of fifteen, and I'm gonna. Inspector's gonna move up two spaces. Okay, so you again manage to navigate the crystal field, moving through the larger clumps, and are uh, unscathed. Nadim, it is your turn. 
I have life science. I will roll life science. 21. 21. Kind of based off of what's happening here, uh, you imagine this won't last for very long, but there's not much you can do to avoid it in the circumstance. Roll me a reflex. Well, that was helpful. 15. You are fine. Remy, it is your turn. Yes. <laughs> Roll me reflex save. Again? <laughs> yeah. Wait, actually? Fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 19. 19. So you are also fine. Jet, it oh, is no. your turn. You feel a bad. Uh, my ability score modifier from... Okay, wait. This is a dexterity-based uh, check, right? It is not a check. It is a check. saving throw. So yeah, I don't get that. Minus five, but I do. My dexterity bonus has been dropped to two, which actually drops my reflex save. No, should, that's on your AC. reflex. Your reflex save should be fine. Yeah, yeah. It should still be the same because it doesn't say that it affects your saves. It affects your checks. So wasn't there like? Okay, sure. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rule it that way. So don't argue with the generous GM. Awesome. You want to give yourself minus five. Hey, that's okay because I rolled well, actually, this time. Uh, it's a 20. 20. You're good. Back to the top of the order. Spectre, it is once again your turn. Going to keep... Okay. Uh, I'm you can going... just keep trying to keep move if you want. Trying to get around. Yeah, Spectre's going to move there. All right. Go ahead and roll me a reflex save. No, no, not there. <laughs> roll me four <laughs> reflex saves. Up here. Uh, 22. 22. You're fine. Nadim, it is your turn. 23. 23. Nadim's fine. Remy, it is your turn. Okay, can I move as well? You can. Where are we going? Yeah, I guess I should have been moving up too. I'll move How up. How many time. can I move? Well, each square is five. So okay, I'm gonna let you move. I'll let you move your full complement, um, and then you can't double move without having to make. So you can move up to your full. Okay, so I have. Twenty. Um, uh, your tiny. Probably, I'm trying to find where it is. It's not the same as a regular character sheet. Um. Roll me a reflex save. Too late. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a seven. That's a seven. Ooh, no. Six points of slashing damage. Ow. Uh, they, as, like, you move right into a cluster of these crystals. Roll me a fortitude saving throw, please. Okay, so that's stamina that I take, right? Or is it hit points? Uh, so that is, it goes stamina into stamina first. first. Gotcha. Okay. A fortitude save. Please. Oh, no. <laughs> That was a nat one. A nat one. Well, good news. It's no worse than if you just rolled a normal bad throw. It You also are encumbered. So for the people at home, that is uh, your speed is reduced by 10 feet. Your maximum dex bonus to AC is reduced to plus two only. You take a minus five penalty to strength and dex-based checks. Jet, it is your tired person's turn. Hey, was this the... Um, was this the thing that wasn't included in the description of the planet. Uh, indeed it was. Oh, how convenient. Cool. Oh, that's convenient. That's how incredibly convenient. Space is just like... Oh, you know what we should have done? 
We should have scanned the planet before we went down. That would have been a smart idea, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I blame the science officer. Ben Shut up. For hustling you along. Shut up. You were freaking out because your <laughs> robot wouldn't turn on. <laughs> I mean, oh. that's a legitimate reason. <laughs> okay, uh, I made. Would you like me to make a reflex check? Yes, please. <laughs> whilst, whilst you all are arguing with each other in the sand. <laughs> 20 dexterity. As we're dodging the crystal, you should have done this. So you rolled a 20, so you're, you are fine. And just as Jet manages to get around the last bits of the storm, it subsides almost as quickly as it set in. Jet, you're sitting there, you're exhausted, hands on your knees, trying to catch your breath in the strange atmosphere. And you just hear behind you, hey, 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 I think this is something happened to you. And you turn around and you just see gear staring at you. Oh, I knew it. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> My boy can speak. Actually, you know what? That's not horrible to have him. Oh, wait. It's gear. Wait, did he kill gear? <laughs> oh, wait a moment. There was no, 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 no one in here when I took up uh... real estate. And you just hear him go, shut up. <laughs> no, <laughs> you shut up. And now he goes by Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> he... Gear, he sends out a, an infrared beam that scans up and down your body. He's like, it seems, it seems like you're in p p pretty bad shape, but you have that p p p pocket of pods. And you remember earlier that you received these small little pods from the garden back on Absalom Station that should help with just such a situation as being poisoned by... He has four. Oh. I Namapod and give one to Remy too. Namapod. <laughs> as you're all as you're all nomming on these pods, uh, gear floats away, and he just goes. It's strange that there's a someone else here. Are they Tide Brand? And the second that he says that, out appears a giant sandworm that first fourth screaming its <laughs> skin covered in these intricate crystals though it looks maybe a little worse for the wear than it normally should and you're all sitting there chewing on your pods <laughs> god damn it roll for it anyway. how many things did the broadcast fail to mention about this planet right i got i got an Bro. even better oh, initiative, initiative. Last time. i actually got a good initiative this time uh 20 not a nat 20. Oh wait, does this mean that I don't control gear anymore? You control gear. Okay, I'm very confused. Is gear annoying. still alive or not alive? <laughs> You'll have to do a computer checks if you don't die in the next few minutes. I'll do that after this. <laughs> this is a conversation for later. Spectre, it is your turn. Hello? Spectre. Okay. Sorry. Oh, he's alive. Okay. I'll miss uh, him most of all. <laughs> All right. Oh no. My uh. Oh no. Anyway. Missing auto tactical pistol is gonna sh is gonna pop out of its quick release sheet, and uh, I'm going to. I think I can. Hold on. I can do a trick attack on this. I believe. I believe so. I believe. I know so. the CR of it because it's what it what is the uh. Uh, the DC is twenty plus the CR. Yeah. Yeah, twenty plus the CR, so it's a full action. Oh, I can, I can make, I can move. Yeah, you can do a guarded step. 
no, it actually it actually says it's a full action, and it lets me. It's the full act. The trick attack. It's a full action. It lets me move and then attack with an operative weapon or a small arm. Okay. I trust you. That sounds good to me. So, Spectre is going to move over to there. Okay. And he's going to fire his pistol. Uh, Okay, so... My trick attack is... I got a 23. Hit. Alright. No, but then to hit, I have an 8. Well, I mean your trick attack works. And then your to hit is what? Eight. Eight. That does that's Against, no bueno. It yeah. cascades off the side of its carapace. Remy, it is your turn. My turn. I have a gun. Um I think I will use the gun and try and shoot at the sandworm. This seems incredibly futile. Um how far away am I from the sandworm? I am pretty far away from the sandworm. Am I, I, I drank the pot. Okay. 30 feet. You're 30 feet from the sandworm. How big is the sandworm? 10 feet by 10 feet. Okay, I'm gonna move here. Alright, move there. Okay. I'm moving there, and I'm going to shoot the sandworm. Um, does a 19 hit? Against KAC, it hits. Okay. Um, is that KAC or EAC? It's, she has a slug thrower. It's KAC. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's 1d6. It does two damage. Two damage. So you managed to nick it in the side, but it's standing strong still. Jet, it is your turn. Uh, am I over encumbered still or not? Uh, you are not. I... Okay. Good, 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 good. One, each of these squares is five feet, right? Uh, yep. One, two, three, four. I think that should be, that. that, that is, yeah, that's 25 feet. That's good. It's within my 30 feet of range. And I'm going to use my azimuth laser pistol and shoot at the thing. Shoot. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for... <laughs> you can do that. I rolled a nat 20, actually. That's really nice. <gasps> Yay. Ooh, roll to confirm. Okay, so that's another... Yep, another roll. Roll on that. And do I, atta- do I add my attack bonus on this roll again? You too? do. Okay, cool. Uh, this one is a nat 1. <laughs> You do not confirm, but you have exploding dice. Oh, cool. So that is, I just roll it, and if it's a four, then I roll again, right? Exactly. Nice. That's a four. Uh, every time. <laughs> that's a one. That's a five. So. Five. So he do five points of damage. Uh, it is. Gem dice. Gear goes after uh, you directly, right? Uh, yeah, gear goes directly after me. And gear has um, one full action. And I'm pretty sure that's it. Each round after your turn, after you've acted, your drone can take either a move action or a standard action to attack. Must be able to issue commands to your drone. Um, if, if he moves, 
he'll get hit, right? Oh, yeah. But if he attacks with oh, yeah. a ranged weapon, he'll get hit. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, gear is going to fly over back to me. Oh, and hopefully not get hit. <laughs> here comes that sweet, sweet attack. 14 to hit against KAC. That matches my K it matches gear's KAC. So first, a couple things happen. He takes four points of slashing damage as the creature grabs gear. Oh no. Uh oh. Poor it okay. also takes as it emits this terrifying sonic sound, which gives gear one additional point of sonic damage. Okay. And so then takes gear and throws it oh. <laughs> across the map. As gear skitters across the ground, he skitters over the top of something. Um, he's still alive. It just took four points of damage. Was it four or was it five? It was, oh, it was four points of slashing damage and then one point of sonic damage. Yeah, so it's I five. I was just taking the four, no question. You know what? I'm an honest player. <laughs> That's nice. Does my heart good. I tell you what. Yeah. All right, and then from there, it is now Nadim's turn. Nadim is going to do a full round action to charge. So he charges, draws his assault hammer, and takes a swing. Uh, 16 to hit KAC. Hit. Yes. That is three points of bludgeoning damage, if it matters. Takes three points of bludgeoning damage, and it is its turn. It reels back. Can I roll anything to see if I can identify this? To, to identify the creature? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to be life science. Okay. Actually, no, it's not. It's uh, mysticism. Oh. So it is magical. Well. Sorry about it. That's a 19 life science. <laughs> You're like, I would know it if it was normal. And then it reels back and attacks you. Uh, oof. It, uh, it's a uh, 28 to hit. That's a myth. Of course what that's a hit. <laughs> 28. 28? It, <laughs> it does seven points of normal damage. Two points of sonic damage. Spectre, it is your turn. Uh, well, I'm going to try to trick attack again. I'm going to move over. Uh, Spectre is going to like covertly roll in the sand. There are Four people. There are two people in your way, which will present partial cover, giving them giving them a boost, boost to his AC. Just so I can know. get. I'm still. I'm able to get there. There you go. That's good. <laughs> there <laughs> you the, go. I was like, he's a large creature, but like it was a perfect line between you and those <laughs> people. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I can let that a rock happen. Popped, a rock. A rock. As Spectre goes past that spot, he realizes, oh, they're in the white. Just throw the rock up into the air. Take a step to the side, and ooh. Okay, I've got a 28 for the trick attack and a natural 20 on the attack roll. Oh, sugar snaps. <laughs> I don't think trick attacks uh, double. I don't, um, so I don't think so. But go ahead and roll me that uh, critical. Confirm. Uh, yeah, confirm it, yeah. 
Seven. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Seven. That's not confirmed. But you do have exploding dice uh, for your pistol. Pistol. And what does the trick attack do? It does additional Uh, damage. So the trick attack deals 1d4 additional damage, and the target is flat-footed. Yeah, flat-footed is minus 2 to AC, and you cannot take reactions or make opportunity attacks. That's pretty big, actually, for I wish I had got, creature. I wish I had gotten that last turn. All right. Uh, uh, roll that damage. All right. Damage, a total of five points of damage. I did not get exploding dice. All right, so five points of damage. So, Remy, all this is happening around you. The worm seems distracted. Gear hits something from afar. Nadim took a chunk and then took an equally nasty bite. What do you do? I think I'm going to move over towards the token. All right, roll me a perception check. Perception check, okay. Well, that didn't go well. Um, That's a eight. Eight. Uh, yeah, you're not entirely sure as you approach it what it is. Jet, it is your turn. Okay. Jet is going to... Uh, oh, I should be able to communicate with gear. Yeah, you can. Right? I could use gear to view what that thing is. So Jet's going to, first of all, make a pew-pew pew noises with his gun and shoot the big angry thing. All right. So that is a 13 plus 417. Heavens to Betsy. That hits. Okay. And that is one. One fire damage. Of damage. Uh, so you managed to do one point of damage to it. And then you can have gear roll a perception check. Is it a perception? Okay. Gear is... Oh, sorry. Actually, that was a plus three. So that would have. I was looking at gears sheets. That's actually a with a um, a sixteen to hit. That still hits. Okay, good. Um, and it that was actually, yeah. No, that's fire damage. Never mind. It's all good. Uh, it's confusing the two sheets. Gears perception is not great. Uh, <laughs> that is a five minus one four. <laughs> Four. So yeah, gears just sitting there. It's like it's d- 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 definitely something. Uh, it is gears' turn. Uh, I guess we'll use gears' gun. Gear will sh- make pew pew at the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Gear will shoot the the big angry stuff. Uh, oh, I rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I love. I- I'd like to point out, I really love these uh, gem dice. That's, like, that's... They seem to roll well, but also I should probably stop using them if they keep rolling well. Uh... Yeah, please don't use them when you're DMing us. Sure. Uh, I, I'll, uh... You know what? I'll, uh, I, I'm going to put them away right now, and I'm going to move over to my, uh, Roll to confirm. my space one. Rolling to confirm with my space dice. Let's see how well that goes. Uh, yeah. That is a... Oh, that's a 14 plus 4. That's an 18. So that one might do better. That's a confirmed critical. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Where's the so, cheering? Hang on. I'll yay. do it one more time. That is a confirmed <laughs> critical. There it is. Yay. <laughs> yay. Uh, okay. Uh, that is six burn. So he does six points of fire damage, and then it's one D3 burn on their turn, right? 
I guess. I don't know what burn is. Yeah, I've never so, gotten this far. So burn in Starfinder is an effect that happens after you critical somebody. What that means is that they take 1d3 points of burn damage on their turn. Until they do something to try to put it, put it out. out. Yeah, so basically, it's like persistent. caught fire. Yeah, it's yeah. like bleed, essentially. Uh, and, yeah, it, it's it's space bleed. Uh, fire bleed. Fire bleed. Nadine, <laughs> it is your turn. So again, whilst all of you are milling about, it's just gear. Just new, new, new sniper. I hit it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm gonna swing at it again with my entropic strike. That is a 15 against EAC. It's a miss. Wow. Yeah. So you go to entropically strike it, sending this energy through it, and the crystals absorb it, and it subsides. It turns and looks down at you, and just goes, <laughs> and opens its gaping maw, and launches down to harm you. No. That's no. a 27 against KAC. Jesus. Yes. And he does. Seven points of normal damage, two points of sonic damage. Spectre, it is your turn. All right. Spectre is going to roll back over there with another trick attack. So, nope. <laughs> Uh, so I got a natural one on the trick attack die, and I got an eight on the attack roll. Yep. So both those miss Remy. It is your turn. Spectre just face plants instead of rolling. <laughs> he like does a thing where he waves his hand one direction and pulls out his gun and just trips into the decoy. Thing. <laughs> What's that over here? <laughs> I'm gonna continue walking over towards the thing. Only another perception check, please. Okay. You're also not encumbered anymore, so you have your full movement. I think it's just 20 feet. Yeah, she's tiny. Mm. Right. Well, she moved 10 the last time and 10 this time, so I was just making sure she wasn't using the encumbered. Was I moving 10? I thought I was moving 20. What? No, you've been moving like 10 feet. Yeah. You moved 10 feet the last time and then 10 feet this time. Wait, how many feet are the things? It's 5 for the first square diagonally and then 15 for the second and then 20 for the third. Oh, yeah, I've been moving like a night in chest. Because, like, five, I was like, oh, ten, five, five, five. 15, anyway. 20, and then, yeah. Okay, I'll move up here then. Um, <laughs> You could move next to the. That's fine. Oh, I can Go move next. Roll, okay. Roll me. <laughs> I'm. Uh, hold on. Roll me a perception uh, check, please. 19. As you pull up, you realize that it is not a rock, but indeed, oh. it is a piece of a starship that is broken off. Attached oh. to it is a tactical X-Gen heavy firing weapon. Can I hold that, or is it too heavy? You cannot. You can mount it uh, and then <laughs> try and shoot it. Can I do that? Well, you're <laughs> you out just of... Wait for my next turn. <laughs> you can on your next turn. Sweet. Um, Jed, it is your turn. Jed, Jed is... Um, Jed's going to shoot because Jed doesn't know what to do. Let me roll for that. I rolled a two plus All right. four, <laughs> so a six. Pew. Misses. Uh, it is Gear's turn, unless you want to move. Uh, Gear's not. Oh, no, you is can move. Line of sight for Gear. Good or? I'm uh, gonna... It's it's a little off, so we'd have to move uh, just a little bit out of the way. 
Um, I'm so can he shoot, or would there be a? He penalty? needs to move. He, he can shoot, but there be a penalty. He can move and shoot if he'd like, though. Oh, it takes him a whole turn to move and then shoot. Oh. It, it, it takes him a whole turn to move, and then he would need to wait another turn to shoot. So he's just gonna shoot now. Yeah. So there's an AC bonus that is conferred from soft oh. or from That's partial good. cover. Let's see how this goes. That's a five plus five. No, sorry, five plus four. That's a nine. Didn't matter. Uh, he matter. goes to shoot, and it like wings off of the gun, the giant turret that's in front of him that he just couldn't quite identify before. Uh, Nadim, it is your turn. Nadim is not looking too good, but he's going to take one more attack. Don't worry, Nadim. Wait one more turn in front of fucking gun. <laughs> uh, that is only a six to hit. That is a miss. And then for my move action, I will do a guarded step away. All right. So you take a guarded step away, uh, and it is its turn. It does not move, only extending its body to chomp down. Gonna take some burn more. damage. Nah. Oh, burn damage. I think I missed two rounds of burn damage. So I'll be honest. And I'll do some burn damage. So that's three points of burn. One point of burn. So take some burn damage. Still looking pretty okie dokey. He's not. He's looking terrible. He's looking like he's been shot a bunch and caught fire. Uh, <laughs> he attacks, and that's 21 to hit. Yep. Good God. And he does almost max damage. That's nine points of slashing damage and two points of sonic damage nadim is unconscious and dying oh. you one of them resolve points son it is specter's turn you watch as this thing grabs nadim shaking it in his jaws and then letting him go and nadim falls to the ground dying it is your turn well i'm gonna be honest i, I don't want to be anywhere near that thing the specter is. And he just runs away. <laughs> Gross. Specter's going over there. Real Poe vibes coming. <laughs> no With thanks. another trick attack. Um. Okay. Trick attack is a twenty-six. That's a that's a hit for that trick attack. Uh, and the attack roll is a fifteen against KAC. That's a hit. Oh, good. It takes six points of piercing damage and is flat-footed. It drops Nadim from its jaws, and just as it sits back up, reeling, looking at Jet as its next tasty morsel, Spectre claps his hands really loud, going, I'm over here! I'm over here! And he looks over, and though it doesn't have face or eyes, you can tell the worm's a little confused, and right as it turns its head, Spectre blasts him straight through his brainstem, and the worm falls down on the ground dead. No, I wanted to use the gun! You still can't. Beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Beep, boop. Turn it to mush. I just realized, is this dude... Here is the uh, the stats for the gun. It was a standard gunnery check, but it does uh, it does have a, a, a pretty penny. That's a fair bit of damage. Ah. That's, a, that's a... And as you look at these smoldering remains, 
Nadim dying in the sand. Jet probably confused. We'll find out what happens next time on <laughs> the oh. Starfinder Crusade. Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. Starfinder five shot. Yay. 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 Everyone cheer. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Perfect. I'm and going to put with the saddest cheer ever at the end of the day. Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. <laughs>